Hello, welcome to the Thursday, October 27th, 2016 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Adobe released an update for Flash today that patches one vulnerability, CVE 2016-7855, that is already being exploited in the wild in some targeted attacks. So that's why they went ahead and released this update outside of their normal patch schedule. Now, the vulnerability does affect all releases of Flash, so it's a Linux, OS X and Windows, but so far it only has been exploited actually on Windows. So please go ahead and update this as soon as you can. And of course, as always, review that you have Flash installed securely or not installed at all if you need it. One of the things to double check is that Flash only runs if the user actually enables it for a particular site, because this is hardly the last Flash exploit that we are going to see. And another pwn to own contest targeting mobile devices just wrapped up revealing new exploits against iOS as well as against Android. In particular, against Android, it was possible to install a malicious application without any user interaction and essentially root the phone. On iOS, the attackers also managed to install uh, an application. However, it didn't survive reboot, which, well, in hindsight, isn't really all that bad, given that you typically don't reboot your iPhone all the time. As targets, they used an iPhone 6S and a Nexus 6P device, so relatively recent devices, and they all had fully patched recent versions of the operating system installed. Vulnerabilities used in these exploits have been revealed to respective vendors and we hopefully will see patches for these vulnerabilities shortly. And Mozilla released further details regarding phasing out the WoSign and Start SSL certificate authorities. I talked about this before. WoSign was found to reissue or to backdate their certificates to avoid some of the SHA-1 hash deadlines. Also, they had bugs in their user interface that allowed people to validate the wrong domain and they were slow in notifying users. So Mozilla and others decided to no longer trust these certificate authorities. In particular, Start SSL is a big deal here. This was very heavily used because it was one of the free certificate authorities. Well, uh, the end effect now is that starting with Firefox 51, no certificate from these authorities will be trusted. That was issued after October 21st and Firefox 51 will be released in January next year. So stop getting certificates from these set of authorities and you've got three months to sort of clean up whatever remaining certificates you have left. If you relied on Start SSL for free certificates, probably your best option is to go with Let's Encrypt. I started using it and so far it works pretty well for me. 
takes you about half a day to a day, I would say, to really get started with it. And with Let's Encrypt, make sure that the automatic update of the certificates work. Remember, Let's Encrypt certificates are only valid for 90 days. So if the scripts that it installs that will automatically renew these certificates don't work, then of course you may end up with bad and outdated certificates. And yesterday I talked about the Joomla vulnerability and I gave you 24 hours to patch it. Well, the 24 hours are up and there is a public exploit available for this now. So if you haven't patched yet and you find a vulnerable install, make sure that nobody went ahead and registered any new accounts to your Joomla instance. And Google patched an interesting cross-site request forging vulnerability in Google Spreadsheets. It was possible with this vulnerability to gain access to spreadsheet and exfiltrate data that an attacker would otherwise not have access to. Just like with any other cross-site request forging vulnerability, it would require a victim that has access to the spreadsheet to visit a malicious website. A lot of details are summarized in a blog about this vulnerability. Google actually had a hard time fixing that, and that's not unusual with some of these cross-site request forging vulnerabilities. They actually ended up uh, decommissioning an old API for these spreadsheets and then only use a newer API that no longer has this particular vulnerability. So if you're dealing with cross-site request forging vulnerabilities, take a look at the blog. It has quite a bit of detail and it's really an interesting case study how these vulnerabilities can be exploited. And for added bonus points, they used a kitten picture website in order to launch the exploit, which if you ever took the 522 class or a web application security class, that's how bad stuff usually happens. Well, and that's it for today. So thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow.